a call from the dark. It was the new year and she reached out. It came in the form of a text. Happy New Year, how are you? It was concise enough to warrant a response, but I stared at my phone and could not respond. I sensed she was calling for my presence the last few days. This is what happens to star-crossed lovers of the past. Somehow there is a connection, a spell that has enraptured two souls that will not allow breakage despite the years and distance apart. I noticed she had unblocked me on Instagram, although I had still blocked her from seeing my profile. I noticed she had befriended her ex-husband, that scoundrel which caused a residual emotional wreck upon me throughout the years I was with her. He, of course, was eager to assuage his shame and guilt to wash over, wanting ownership of being normal once again. She was too weak and confused and yearned for familiarity, a warm place in her heart to run to, and I suppose you could forgive her for doing so. She was, after all, emotionally vulnerable, having been raised in the shadows of manipulation and aggression. She was in need of desperate consolation, a validation, and she in turn reached out back to men who had deliberately hurt her. And in so doing, her heart began to unravel the memories of yesteryear of men she had loved and lost. Naturally, the memory of me, who I would vouch to be the most valiant of the bunch, stood out. So she made haste and began to approach me in wanting that connection of which her heart and lonely soul cherished. She asked how I was, and how was I to answer? Was I to respond and say things were merry? That the years had been good to me? That I had found new glory and drive to live? That I was baptized by fire and was reaffirmed as a reborn phoenix spanning its wings in all its might? That I had found peace and contentment? The answer to her inquiry was a prosaic no. I was still broken, still confused, and still bitter, perhaps even more so. We had not spoken since six months. The last text I sent to her was, We live in a broken and dangerous world. Be safe. To which she responded, Thanks, and I will. Since then I had embarked on a physical transformation. I wanted to seek the feel of being primal, being masculine in ways I had prevented myself. I wanted to discard myself of technology and all modern trappings that withheld true human expression. The postmodernist world was too much, and I wanted nothing to do with it. Hence the rigorous training and self-emulation at the gym, the regimented nutrition, the quitting of all vices, smoke and drink, the acquiring of contact lens to free my eyes of all burden of entry and hindrance, to be utterly bold and fierce to face this world without fear of any inhibition. And so her voice reached out from the dark. She asked how I was. My only response to her could be silence as I've heard an inaction could sometimes be louder than action. Do I care for her? Yearn for her? Did I not endure the last consecutive nights where she reappeared in my dreams, that familiar phantom, her warm hand clasping onto mine, that familiar cooing of her voice, that smile, that scent? Yes, she did. And I awoke feeling nothingness, and this feeling too was familiar, as I readied myself for my Spartan regime. I prepared my black coffee, my boiled vegetables and eggs, I shaved my head and donned on my sweats. I inserted my headphones and took one look into the mirror and gave myself a hard stare, a grimace, teeth clenched, brows furled, eyes piercing. I was determined to carry on, and I knew I would think of her in my physical battle throughout the day, and that she would remain in my thoughts at night once more. How am I? The question should be rephrased, why am I? And the answer to both is that I am alive, breathing furiously to carry on learning ways to ungrapple mind from body and render discipline where body leads the mind as it careens forward into the darkness, into the nothingness, into a wall, until it has reached its limit. This is my mantra. This is who, what, when, where, why, 
and how I am.